Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, episode 96. My name is Josh. I'm Hannah. I'm Ashley. And today we're going to be talking about the anime film, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. So first off, I said said it correctly. Yes. You did. We are on a roll. Again, the audience is not going to know. See, I said again the audience isn't going to know. They didn't know that we just recorded (laughs) something beforehand. So you guys don't get to listen to all the fun antics that we did. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Maybe I can edit those and put those at the end. The bloopers. The bloopers. The blooper reel. The bloopers. Have it be like a special mini episode. Oh, my gosh. It would be so long. <laughs> oh, God. So, first off, uh, let's let's kind of go into a little bit of the fun stuff. So, Ashley, how's it going? I'm doing awesome. How are you guys? Pretty good. What about you, Hannah? Doing all right? Yeah. Oh, Just totally man. lost at playing a guess an anime opener quiz, but whatever. Yeah, we did we did bad at that. that man, I wish good. I could have joined in on that. I think I would have won. <laughs> You probably very possible. Yeah, <laughs> this was it was thirty nine minutes long. You got eleven point five seconds per song, so there was a hundred and fifteen uh, anime intros to go through. And I think mm. we only got thirty seven. Like 30, yeah, thirty seven. We did a really good job on the very easy. And oh the yeah, easy, but that was about it. Yeah, and then we were like hating ourselves and difficult and medium because we just could not remember names of anything. Yeah, that was the worst part. <laughs> so, what does everybody think about? Because um, and we talked about it last week. We on the news, uh, but what's everybody thinking about Big Hero Six? Very excited. I'm I'm pretty stoked for that. What about you, Ashley? I actually <laughs> I haven't watched. Um, much of the show I only watched like a little bit of the first episode and it didn't really take me in but I'm gonna try to give this show one more shot because I do love the movie I've just Mm -hmm. been really obsessed with Tangled the series that I haven't really paid attention to Big Hero 6 but I'll give it a shot and then we've got the Kim Possible like the live action they announced the um, Kim and Ron for that show yeah I'm still I like I'm I'm I am really excited that they're like bringing it back, but at the exact same time, I'm still kind of like for the new generation. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm hesitant to say. Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it because yeah. it's not. I would definitely watch it if it was original casting. I'll watch it for the lulls. I mean, hey, I mean, maybe Will and Christy will make a cameo in it. That would be that would amazing. Be cool. Oh, Chrissy could totally be Kim's mom. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what could be Ron's dad? Oh, it would be so good. Yeah, it would be great little cameos. Oh, that would be so fun. That would be perfect. It would be fun if John DiMaggio made like a small, <laughs> small little appearance. <laughs> oh, man. If we could get all the old cast together, that would be great. Did you watch that? Like them going into the office. The audition, yes, I did. That was fantastic. Incredible. That gave me life. Oh man, how long do we sh- do we hold the pose? <laughs> oh, that was good. That was that was a good one. So I mean, my my hope for this is that I mean it. I, I hope it is old school Disney original movie type. Like Xenon Girl of the Twenty First Century type, they've moved away from that, so I don't think it were, will. They be. were so corny and they were so great. <laughs> yeah, it's like I would, I still. Like, do you remember Brink? I remember all of them. <laughs> Luck of the Irish. Luck of the Irish. Oh, um, that was my personal favorite. And uh, oh, what, what was that one about? Were they were they bold? Oh, I was thinking about that movie like three days ago, and I cannot remember the title. Alley of that. Cats. Alley Cats Strike. Oh, that's what it's called. What a garbage movie. <laughs> <laughs> but see, they, they've moved away from that because it was like Camp Rock was kind of like the first film that they released that or because High School Musical was kind of still in the old school Disney vein. Yeah. And then Camp Rock was kind of like the emergence into like new Disney channel movies and then they did like lemonade head and now they've got descendants and and, and that kind of stuff so like it's so different than what it was when when we were kids 
that I think this will be yeah, because I mean, when I totally grew up, different. we had uh, That's So Raven, Corey in the house. Corey in the house as I was exiting. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was, I was out by I was, then. I was but on I the way out. Had, but I, I was out by them, but I still had cable. So it was so still I was like, oh, It was one man. of those where it would be like like 2 in the morning. I'd be like, dude, dude, Corey in the house, eh? Sure, why not? That was when they were, like, because that's when they would show, like, all of the weird old stuff. Like, what they would do, like, Emperor's New School. That would be on there. Oh, I haven't thought about that show in forever. That's no, all right. You don't have to ever think about it again. It wasn't good. I still like I, to I watch hope that, it. that this Kim Possible live action movie has a good budget. It look good. Yeah. That, yeah. That that would be great. Like if they could get some of that Descendants money because Descendants looks good. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like in costuming for that. I think. I hope that they're not just throwing the Kim Possible thing out there for nostalgia's sake. Because I'm getting really sick of people using my nostalgia as a money grab. Yes, and so I really exactly. hope that they don't do this with Kim Possible. Exactly. Well, my biggest fear is um, like our generation of people will not like this movie because it is so different. And they'll like harp on these poor actors. Be like, ah, oh, it's not my Kim Possible. Blah blah blah. It's okay. It's <laughs> new, stuff. It, I hate that. It's it's like what Ashley said. It's for the new generation. Let new people try on these roles. Just don't shortchange these characters and the story and this world. Just because they want to make money off of kids who watch that and now have money. As long as they don't go too overboard. Yeah. As long as they stay true to, like, stay true but with a new face, I'd be fine with that. I hope they don't change. I mean, I, I kind of hope they do something with uh, Sadie's hair. Give it a little bit more, like, more orange. They Like, make her more of a yeah, ginger. Yeah. Because it looks like she's a brunette. She's got, that's why I loved Kim. Oh, that's... yeah. Ashley, you may not know, but uh, Hannah is, <laughs> um, one would say... What was it? Oh, it's Game of Thrones. Kiss by Fire. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The things that you yeah. think that you don't watch. I don't read. watch Game of Thrones, but I am. I'm fiercely proud redhead. I'm a fiercely proud redhead. And when you start messing with my characters with the red hair, I start oh, having. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh. Yeah. It, so it's like <laughs> it's not the same as level on some other like other like. I have a lot of vocal things, so don't mess with the fact that she's so different. Kim was, she was surrounded by brunettes and blondes, and then there was Kim. <laughs> well, the blondes were, like, on the cheerleading squad, and they didn't matter. Well, Kim was also on their cheerleading squad. And then there was that black-haired woman who was always mean. She was also green, so. <laughs> she go. I'm really oh. excited. I, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be like positive and excited about it because I want to see it come back for like a new generation to have Kim to look up to. If they, if they do Shigo and Dragon, do you think they'll make them green and blue? They've got to. Um, maybe they'll try to make it look a little subtle, not make it too look too extraordinary, but or, or like too like too much with their color schemes. It looked just like similar. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm too scared for the uh, trailer. About, you know, maybe sometime next year, or maybe later this year. It's Disney. Get the person who did Gamora over. Oh yeah, that's the same and do Shigo because Gamora. From Guardians of the Galaxy yes. always looks great. Well, what if they just bring Zoe Zeldana? Do it! <laughs> that would be great. I would watch that in But a it's heartbeat. literally just Gamora. It's just, it's just... Uh, I think I'd actually be more scared if Gamora was coming after me as a supervillain than Shigo. <laughs> I don't know. Shigo's got the glowy hands. But Gamora's like super assassin. But the I glowy can almost hands. see Star-Lord as Ron Stoppable just, just, just like kind of flirting <laughs> with her. <laughs> Because Ron did kind of have a thing for Shigo. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He did. So I, I, my thing is, like, if this get, if this goes on and they do, like, a series with this, uh -huh. I would like to see them add more of the people. 
like uh, like oh. Monkey Fist. I would love to see Monkey Fist. What is Monkey what is Fist is my favorite villain in that I show. I love Monkey <laughs> Fist. Who is who? Who's the the Spanish? Oh, uh, uh, Senior Senior, and then yes. Senior Senior Junior. Yes. yes, they were my favorite. I love them. They were my. So, favorite. who would you do as uh, Senior Senior? Since we can't do Ricardo Montalban, unfortunately. Oh my God. May he rest in peace. Cheech. Did you say Cheech? Yes. No. No. <laughs> that is awful. Get out of here. Get off no. the show. No. Take your headphones out. Get no. out. No. <laughs> no, not Cheech. What about um Benjamin Bratt, who played Ernesto <gasps> de la Cruz in Coco? Ooh, Benjamin Bratt would be really good. Well, the, well then who's Senior Junior? Because he's not, I mean, he's a junior, but he's like... He's older. An older junior. No, but... How old is Benjamin Bratt? 50s, I would say. Oh, we're missing the obvious choice. Freaking Puss in Boots himself. Antonio Banderas. But he's he's busy with the Spy kids. with the Picasso genius on I think it's National Geographic. So he's kind of already booked. Well, I'm pretty sure if Disney was like, "Hey, we want to put you in something." Yeah, he's we'll too he is too Disney good for money. that character. He's too good. Nah. <laughs> oh man, no. Well, oh. yeah, that's a that's a tough one. There's so many options, that's... and it's it's one of those where they're not gonna put him in like right off the bat. No, he's, I mean even though because he he's he's the most sympathetic villain because he's not a villain. No, he's not. He's just rich and has nothing to do, and he just wants to do things with his money, and those things happen to be bad. Exactly, and. What, do you mean I cannot buy this? And you're like, no, <laughs> you can't. I to be a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But I love that episode where he and Ron were fighting over hair gel. That's probably oh God, one, that's of one of my, my favorite Kim Possible songs. See, songs that show is just so underappreciated, I think. that. <sighs> and they got to do the naked mole rap. Well, yeah. Gosh, it's like I can just... <laughs> And then butchering that song, like <laughs> to make it sound like today's rap and hip hop and oh, everything, no. like Kanye no. Loves it. Oh no, Ashley makes such a good point. I'm terrified now. <laughs> I don't think they'll do it. I don't think they'll do the naked mole. Hopefully, rap. Or maybe, or maybe do, like a little. Maybe what would happen is like Ron will start rapping it, and then someone will cut him off, saying, "No, none of that. Just stop it. Stop." <laughs> Kim's just like, "How we've talked about this, Ron." No. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so enough Kim Possible. We've talked about that for a long we, time. Yeah, we we <laughs> ran it into the ground. So let's let's go with the girl who leapt through time. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and read the back of the DVD, which this one's actually pretty cool because usually, like with the the majority of the Disney ones, it'll say it'll show the 2006 epic by oh, Mamoru Hosoda was. Yeah engineered about a girl who leaps through blah 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 directed by blah blah and all this crap but <laughs> this one actually pretty good so uh, it's the girl who left her time after waking up late flunking her pop quiz embarrassing herself on numerous occasions and starting a fire in her home economics class high school student should i should i do it how they how they say it in the Makoto. show i'd stick with how they pronounce it in the film <laughs> So, so film pronunciation, pronunciation, not like Japanese pronunciation. Yes, yes please. we're gonna go oh six pronunciations. So Makoto <laughs> uh, Kono figures she's just having one of the oh sorry she's just having one of those days. Just when she thinks she's made it through, the brakes on her bike malfunction, putting her on a collision course with a speeding train. A life-ending accident with uh, blah 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 blah. Yeah, okay, I'm kind of done tired of tired of reading this. The life-ending accident would have been the perfect into the worst day ever but the strangest thing happens she leaps backwards in time after unlocking her new ability makoto does what any teenager would do she retakes the test corrects embarrassing situations and sleeps in as late as she wants never thinking that her carefree time traveling could have a negative effect on the people who care about her by the time she realizes damage the damage has been done she'll have to oh my gosh this is so small um she'll have to race against time to set things right my gosh. That Very was like long. Really, really Just like slow. rewind time and do that all over again. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I found the cool, what was it? Was that like a walnut? Oh, yeah. I wish I walnut. found the cool walnut that gave me cool tattoos on my arms that will tell me when my time's <laughs> running out. 
But this is a 2006 Japanese animated film uh, produced by Studio Madhouse and directed by Mamoru Hosuda, who has done who is like amazing a work He's a with uh, Summer Wars, Boy and the Beast, Wolf Children. Oh, Wolf Children. Fantastic stuff. And this is this is one of his... Oh, and we can't forget everybody's favorite, the Digimon movie, <laughs> which kind of forget that he did. But it is literally the exact same as Summer, as Wars. Summer Wars. Yes, it's just Summer Wars. All right, so let's go first impressions. Okay. So this was my first time watching it. Oh, was? Yeah. I could have sworn that you had already watched this one. No, I bought it and I was saving it for anime, and because I bought it in, oh god, that would have been like October. Oh, and it okay. Was, it was just like sitting there the whole entire oh, time. Oh, all right. So Ashley, um, have you seen this before? Yes, I, I, man, I feel so old because it's like <laughs> 10 years old. And I, um, my friend got me into this uh, back in my freshman year in college, uh, 2007 or something. And uh, I watched it and oh my gosh, it's it's still one of my favorite anime movies ever. I, I love time traveling movies because I, I love Back to the Future and everything. And I cry every single time I watch this movie. It's ending is just so amazing and uh and i love the characters i love the animation style and i love how the colors are like slightly desaturated like just mm-hmm. very simple and uh and but except for the the time leaping sequences and they're like very uh cgi and colorful uh, and i love the characters and the comedy the comedy is so um is, yeah. it's it's great it's in, and i love the pacing it's very great what about you, Hannah? I watched this like back in 08. I went to go visit some friends out of state and they were like, have you watched this movie? And I go, no, because where I, who I was living with and where I was, I didn't have a lot of access to anime things. And so we watched it and I remember loving it. So I was really excited to get to watch it again because I couldn't remember so much. I couldn't remember so much of it. So I was really excited to get to watch it again. And remember the parts that I genuinely did like. Because something that Hosada does so well is characters. Mm-hmm. Just characters. I love, I love all his characters. And that's one thing that I really take from this film. And and you can definitely see his, uh, like his style oh, yeah. in this mm-hmm. film. Because um, like you said, Ashley, like whenever you're in the real world, it is kind of almost that muted aesthetic. But then whenever something happens and like we do like a go through time, then we get this really cool color sequence. So like whenever I think about it, I think about Summer Wars because Summer Wars is a beautiful film. It is gorgeous. And it's it's nice in, you know, one specific color palette whenever we're in the real world. But then when we go into the virtual world. It's you're like assaulted with color and all this th- like uh, the CG and it looks so good. Same thing with um, Boy and the Beast. Oh yeah, because like whenever he's in the real like wherever in the real world we have those muted, but whenever he's in the um, I can't, I can't even remember like the other world where all the like the monsters and everything are, it's all bright and shiny and colorful. Yeah. So I I like the way that you know there is a consistency in his. In his storytelling and in his movies, which I'm really hoping that we get the same thing with uh, Mirai that is supposed to be coming out soon. I believe that comes out in the fall, which is his next film. Which, again, conveniently has a little boy who... uh, I'm trying to remember uh, what I remember from the presser that they put for uh, Mirai is you got a little boy who he's getting a sister, but he's like four four or five years old, so... It's like, that's like, I don't want a sister type thing. But then this girl comes from the future who is his sister and she's a high school girl. So I think that is, that's going to be a really cool premise. Plus the kid that they show in there, he's like dressed super cool. And I'm like, man, that kid's got more style than I do. (laughs) Sounds awesome. I'm I'm totally excited for that. I I love his stuff. Okay. So I guess we can kind of go over the cast. Uh, we have Emily Hurst as uh, Makoto. Uh, we have Andrew Francis as Chiaki. Alex Zahara as Kosuke. Uh, Christy Marsden as Yuri. Natalie Walters as um, K- 
Tahoe. Uh, then we've got uh, other people that are other people? voicing other things. So what did what did you guys think of the voice cast? Which we talked, Hannah and I talked about this when we went uh, we went to go get dinner. But it does seem like one of those, like I wouldn't say it was a film that was done by like a almost like not even like a major studio. Yeah, because there are some translation errors that get a little bit weird. Yeah, like especially in some name pronunciations. It was uh, it was first uh, licensed by Bandai, but they're gone now. So I think it was cast mm-hmm. in Canada. And, oh um, yeah, because Emily was like Canadian. Ocean Studios or something. Oh, Blue Ocean. Or, no, 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 no. It was no, uh, no, Blue Ocean. I think yeah, Blue it had Ocean the word "ocean" debunked. in it, but it was in Vancouver. Huh? Because yeah, because that makes that makes some sense. Because if it would have been like something from like Sentai or Funimation or anything like that. We would have, you know, there would have been, you know, more pronunciation because like it's one of those where some characters say it one way and then some yeah. characters say it the other way. Mm-hmm. So you can tell like the voice actors didn't really like some of them knew what how to pronounce it and then some of them didn't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. uh, there's Chiaki and they call it what else they call him? Chiaki. Chiaki, and then there's uh, Kyosuke and. Uh, Kosuke. There was a Kosuke once, and I was like, "Oh God, what is this? okay." Like, what is this word? <laughs> Who is this person? Because yeah. it's not the person that I know. And then I think, uh, I think uh, Kosuke calls her Makoto. Yes. But then, like Chiaki's, and like her family's, like Mokoto. Yeah, her so dad is really always weird. saying Mokoto. Yeah, the dad is always saying the Mokoto. Oh God, it's so bizarre. It is. So, like, I was watching it last night. I was like, oh, my word. I've only watched the uh, English dub, like, maybe a couple times in my lifetime, but I always watch it in Japanese because it's just so beautiful. And just, and just like, the just the comedic parts are played better in Japanese, and it just still makes me laugh. But I, I always try to watch it in Japanese. I, I try to give, like, when I, when I watch anything that has a dub, I'll give the dub a shot. Like, for me personally, I prefer dubs over subs, just because I'm not really good at reading subtitles, especially on a like an action type. Like oh, Attack yeah. on Titan was unbearable. Like it was one of those where it was ridiculously hard to read. This, since it there's not a whole lot of action that happens, I think this may be something that I could possibly watch. There's not a whole lot of dialogue in this film, kind of mm. either. Yeah. So this would be one that you could probably watch the subtitled version of, because really a lot of the it talking too is hard between for me. her and yeah, Aunt Witch and uh, uh, Makoto. I just stop myself. You mean Makoto? <laughs> Makoto, Makoto. Between Aunt Witch and Makoto, uh, that is actually where most of the dialogue kind of is. Yeah, and until we get to like the end when she's talking with Chiaki. Yeah. And then we get all that exposition. <clears throat> Between, like, where he's from, his story, and her trying to figure out how to solve the problem that has suddenly erupted in her life. And, yeah. I I just want to point out one thing. Of all the characters in this, in this whole entire movie, Kosuke's my favorite. Kosuke's the best. I, I love his design. Me too. He's... I was like, you could be my husband. He is a handsome like, man. Please, sir, marry me. You're so pretty. <laughs> he is, you know, I think that's one thing I love about this movie is the body language of the characters because there's so much, like, scene, there's so many scenes that are just, like, framed with a little bit of music in the background where it's, like, glimpses of them around campus. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, not a whole lot going on. Kids are sitting around reading books. They're talking and... There's not a whole lot of action. Everyday life. It's not really action-packed. I think that kind of just sets up for what she's doing makes it so fantastical. And his body, or like just the body language of the guys versus the girls. So as soon as someone walks across the screen and go, that's totally a dude. Because they've got that like slouched, hands-in-the-pocket yeah, body language. Yeah. And I love that. That there's such a distinction of body framing from the males and the females. It reminded me a lot of uh, 
Samurai Champloo. Oh, like, totally. The way that, you know, the characters walk in that. Yeah. And same thing with Bebop. Like, oh, with Spike's kind of swagger. Which makes sense because yeah. they're all, it's the same, yeah. same director. But yeah. yeah, like the way that they walk, like you can tell like that's a dude walk. Yeah. And like that, that is, they, <laughs> they got somebody walk. to sit there and, you know, walk back and forth and that's what they did with him. Yeah. I love that. Like the curvature of the spine and how the legs are slightly forward and, and then, you know, Makoto is kind of like her own entity because she's not like feminine like all the other girls yeah she's, she's not she's a tomboy so she totally she has the mix of the two yeah and i love that as compared to the other girls that are like yuri her friend exactly and he is like a girl like mm-hmm. what you would consider like a stereotypical japanese girl and then you got makoto who kind of defies those norms i love that they they do a gag with um makoto that <laughs> I'm just gonna keep doing it. Every time um, I heard that, I was kind of like, "Why?" They they do a gag with her, and it's a running gag throughout the film where she is constantly getting injured. I love it. Like, I know. Oh but yeah. It's, it's, like I think it gets I. To the... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I think I I think there was one time I ca- I was watching the movie movie and I counted how many times she would have suffered from a concussion, and I think I got like maybe twenty or thirty something. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's 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 one of those where I, I'm okay if you do it a few times, but then it's constant throughout the whole entire movie. Mm-hmm. She is constantly getting hurt. I love the bit where she goes through like the one day over and over and over again, like where they go to the karaoke joint, that one's and good. then it's her trying to get out of his confessional. I love that bit where she just like rolls across the floor. That karaoke she rolls scene, a that's lot. My I loved the rolling <laughs> sequence. I loved that sequence. I thought that was just so fun. They're like, you were here and now you're there. She's like, weren't you just no? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and like I like I like stuff like that. Like that's fine. But it's one of those where it's constant. Like she's constantly like she's getting hit in the head by Chiaki or there's a baseball out of nowhere. She's constantly running into stuff. People get thrown on her. It's it's one of those where it it kind of wears me down because if if we hadn't had that much of her getting hurt and then when we get to her last leap and she's running through trying to stop uh, Kosuke and Yuri when they're on the bike. Yeah. And she's like she runs into that woman and she's all, you know, scraped up and bloody. Like that to me I really like that scene because you can just see the desperation mm-hmm. and to me like that hit home i was like oh man this is this is real now and she knows i can't bring it back this is what this is it this yeah. is the only thing i have yeah so like to me i i really like that and i i think it may have been more powerful if she wasn't constantly getting hurt like if it was like a gotta land the... somehow <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never, well, yeah, well she, and she doesn't know where exactly she would leap to. Like, you know, it yeah. could be a wall or something or a trash can. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, Cuz like I I just draw comparisons to your name because like really there's no injuries at all in that whole entire movie until she's riding on the bike and then she falls. Or she no, she the bike's gone. She's running and then she falls and like she like rolls halfway down this hill and then she like looks at her hand and that's when he's like I love you and everything like that and to me that is one of the best parts of that movie because like you see the desperation on her face too and you just see the utter sadness and happiness at the same time and then with um, Makoto you just see the the dread that she knows what's gonna happen yeah and like to me that that's the one of my favorite scenes in the whole entire movie just because that's like one of the first times that I actually got choked up in this until we get to the end and, and then the end they like have stabs to say me goodbye. in the heart <laughs> so the the big farewell the big farewell oh, the big gosh farewell. i cry like a baby as much as makoto does like i, actually... I know and and you know the last time i watched this movie i was <laughs> i was just watching those two characters as like and chiaki was like hey i way i i want to tell you something and then it's like it looks like he's going to confess to her but he doesn't and i'm like 
these stupid anime characters, and then <laughs> tears just started rolling down my face. Like these stupid characters, like just stupid, typical couple, just doesn't want to tell each other how they feel. <laughs> I actually got really angry. I didn't get like emotionally upset at the end. I got angry at the end. I'm like, this isn't how it's supposed to go. And it's like late and I can't really yell at the TV, but I'm like doing my silent scream, trying not to throw <laughs> things because it's like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be together. Ugh, yeah. Just all angry. Let's, uh, okay, since we're still on the story, let's, let's just stay with the story and okay. then we'll get to, you know, animation and music and sure, yeah. That. So. Since we're on the story, let's just go ahead and skip to the end. Okay. Because we have the parts where, like, the main reason that she starts leaping a lot. Because, like, she has her fun. And then the main reason she starts leaping a lot is because of Chiaki. Yes. she confesses. And she doesn't know how to process that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that just, you can kind of see where it kind of breaks her a little bit. Yeah. Where she's like, oh, no, Makoto.exe does not know how to function right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she... I love that part where she's just like, so, have I told you about my sister? Like, but I really like, nope, my nope, sister. Nope, my sister's really annoying. She doesn't know how to, pro- like, because uh, her, Kosuke. And Chiaki, they've, well, like, I mean, they've only been together for, like, what, like a couple years? Um, It's not that long. Yeah, I think he says it, it was it just a month, a but it didn't feel like a month. Yeah. Well, it's it's one of those because like they they start off when they meet, they're in their middle school uniforms, and then they go to their high school uniforms. Yeah. So there's at least because he said six he was he there. was supposed to be back before the end of summer. So I think he got there like at the end of one year, and it's not yet the end of the next. Okay. So from what I understood, I don't know if that's right. Which doesn't make any sense because who cares? Because you can time travel. Who cares how long you're there? Because literally you're like, all right, so I leave, and then you just come back the next minute. Yeah. So I don't I don't understand why that, like, matters. Uh, well, no, I guess it would, because, I mean, if you age in the past, and then you come back to the future, and you're 17, and then you come back, and you're, like, 28. Yeah. Um, well, from what he made it always sound like is that he didn't have, like, camaraderie like what he did, like, in the... In the future, it sounded like he just didn't even have friends. Didn't know, like, how friends work. Well, worked. yeah, it's like a desolate wasteland where there's yeah. no baseball. And mm-hmm. so he goes back in time, and he meets Kosuke and Makoto, and he, like, gets that companionship for the first time. So it kind of makes sense that he would lose track of time because he didn't want to maybe miss out on any time with yeah. people. Well, I-, I like how, like, the first thing that you show of him is he's... About to, like... Well, no, he, he already beat up, beat up, up these everything. dudes. I'm like, so you literally went back in time just to beat some people up? That's cool, bro. <laughs> He's probably frustrated because he couldn't find the painting. So he just takes it out on some... some Why like, not? Or maybe he just didn't know how to react to, like, you know, the people, like, he doesn't know. And then is like, oh, yeah, it's like, you think you're better than anyone else? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's highly possible. That. Yeah. But I loved, I loved his character. So yeah, that's the whole that's the whole bit with them is yeah. since he's the time traveler, she gets a walnut, and I almost think that because he said that everyone in the future time travels. What if it's because of Makoto? How? Because she kind of discovers it in the now, right? Like, really starts to experiment. Okay, I can literally leap through time. And adjust and change things. So what if she's trying to get to Chiaki? And she starts really experimenting with time travel. And starts off the chain of events that leads to everyone time traveling. And leads to, like, the the end of the world sucking? Yes. (laughs) Sure. That's where mine goes. That was her motive. Her motive is to get to the love of her life. That's her motive. Not to to get to the end of the world. Let's talk about the love of her life now. So I'm cool with Chiaki. Chiaki's a cool dude. I love his I character. I love Chiaki. 
Like, we see Makoto, and the grin that would come up on his face, and you'd be like, hey, Makoto, and then go towards him. It's very much like, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I love that. I love the three of them, in all actuality. Yeah, like, they're, like, they, I could watch a whole series with the three of them just being bros. Yeah, just throwing mm-hmm. the baseball around. That would make a good, that would make a good series. Just, like, tick, 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 tick the whole time. Okay, new, like, uh, like, a new, uh, what is it? Azu Amanga Dayo? Well, no, because that's just weird. <laughs> if any, it, like, it would be like a uh, Tomo-chan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's basically the same thing, except kind of the reverse, where she likes him, but he's too much of a meatball hey, head to be yeah. like, hey, it's just the reverse of that. Yeah. Which is nice. No, but I, I love the three of them. I think Kosuke is such a great character. He's like, what are you going to do? Like, why don't you get a girlfriend? Then you'd be all alone. And you just true. feel that love, actually, that he has for her. He's like, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm yeah. not going to do that to you. I go, oh, how sweet is that? That's actually where I got a little emotional, in all actuality. That, yeah, like, that, that yeah. bro-ship that they have, I loved it. Yeah, they're, they're like, because, yeah, he and... They've been friends for they've years. They've been friends forever, yeah. Yeah. And I just love that. Oh, childhood friends never win. No. Unfortunately, that's but I don't the way think, But I don't think he had a thing for her. No, I don't think so. So I think, yeah, it was just like a, like he loved her, like what a brother would love a sister. Mm-hmm. Just like, I'm going to watch out for you. I'm not going to leave you alone. And you guys need to study because you suck. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I can't believe that that idiot beat me on a test. I got to study. I love that that was his excuse to the girl who confessed to him. Yeah. Sorry, I've got to spend more time studying. The idiot beat me on a test. <laughs> I, I do like what they, we'll, we'll talk about, we keep meaning to talk about Chiaki and Makoto. But and we I, keep going I, back to Kosuke. I do like what they do with this series of like all everything that Makoto does or Makoto or Maki. Everything that Maki does has a consequence. Oh, yeah. And it starts off like simply with the, hey, will you swap seats with, I mean, will you swap with me so I don't drop the tempura mm-hmm. in the hot water and blow everything up? Yeah. And then that leads to... The massive, like, bullying Massive, moments. yeah. And Yuri getting hit with a... Because, like, if we Fire think... Because like, if you think about it, her doing that on day one yeah. leads to uh, Kyosuke and Yuri getting hit by a train. Yes. Because, like, if we, if we follow that timeline, then that's what happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it just goes to show you, it's like, um, t- time cannot be tampered with. And I love how... Um, very last leap that Makoto does is she goes all the way back to the very beginning when she discovered the walnut and it's like everything is as it was. Uh, and uh, she learned from um, happened with her bike that her brakes don't work. It's like, well, no one's going to get on that bike anymore. So everything, everybody's alive. Everything's all in well. With her, like, yelling at Kosuke, if you ever take my bike, you owe me 5,000 yen. 50 bucks is nothing to laugh at. And he goes, what? (laughs) She's like, 5,000 yen. (laughs) He's just like, okay. Okay. (laughs) I won't do it, I guess. But I do like the scene between, like, her and Chiaki, which is like, I know everything. He's like, why would I tell you everything? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you that Kosuke dies, and that's why you tell me everything. I'm not going to tell you that. So you tell me everything. And I like that scene between the two. He's like, man, why? He's, like, trying to, like, tell me. Tell me what what happened that makes me tell you everything. I, I did love the twist that they do in this one. Where, uh, since Chiaki uses his last jump to save before, Kosuke. yeah, to save Kosuke, Kosuke, to save Kyosuke, then she never used her last jump. Right. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. That like blew my mind. I was like, oh, you're right. That would happen. She wouldn't have used it. Good job, film. Like, but ooh. yeah, I love that. Like, and yeah. and then when she figures that out, and she's like, oh, snappy. I'm going to do, do it. This now. Yes. I'm going to fix all of this. I think that's one reason why I love Hasoda's films. Mm-hmm. Is that they're so smart. Yeah. Definitely. Like the littlest thing completely changes the end of the story. Like it turns everything around. Like little things that you would not have thought of. Like 
him going back in time to save Kosuke gave her back that one more jump. And so you wouldn't have thought that until she like looks at her arm and it says zero one. I loved that little touch. And I love those touches in his films because it's always like something so small and inconsequential until it's needed. And I love that little, like that writing detail in his movies. It's so good. And then, so she uses her last jump and she goes in confronts Chiaki. Yep. And then my heart shatters. Everyone heart shatters because the ship stopped blowing holes in the ship. <laughs> oh, man. It, it's one of those where I understand why they did it because you have to do it like that. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise it doesn't work. Yeah. Because, I mean, because he can't stay. It's already been established that... <laughs> For whatever reason, he cannot stay in the past. Yeah, he has to go back. He has to go back. Yeah. People argued about that. It's like, well, why not stay longer? Why not just stay longer and wait for the painting? And then uh, then I thought about it. I was like, well, maybe he, um, you know, he went to see this painting to maybe see if it'll give some hope for uh, to go back to his lifetime and uh, or timeline and everything will be okay. But it's like his new hope is now Mak- uh, Makoto found like a bunch of happiness in you know where he traveled to it's like okay well maybe the painting doesn't matter anymore but that's just my thought i think that's a good thought though yeah because i mean if she because she said i'm gonna save this so well you'll be able to watch it in the future yeah or look at it in the future not watch it i'm really curious to know like how far in the future he is probably a few hundred years you think yeah for time travel to get working, I mean, they didn't get time travel in Star Trek. You had to fly around the sun and go through wormholes. So, and stuff well, there like was that. one thing. Uh, there was one thing I wanted to point out. If we're if we're done with uh, uh, talking about Chiaki, never. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to point out that um, this movie is actually like a spinoff of the original 1967 novel. Uh, the girl who left her time and uh, Auntie Witch, uh, Makoto's aunt, actually identified as uh, Kazuko Yoshiyama, who was the main protagonist in the novel. And she, um, it's the movie like kind of like parallels with the novel because um, Kazuko actually meets this guy who is from the future and, you know, she talks about him in the movie. She doesn't mm-hmm. know exactly where he is or what he's doing. And um, he actually, like, erased her memory because uh, he told her about this uh, time leap. And that's, you know, her knowledge on you know, what the time leap is. And she talked about it with her niece. And um, so it kind of, like, parallels with it. And I think they said that her boyfriend was, uh, was like, in two. And it was like way, way ahead of time. So um, it, it could be like very far ahead. Yeah, that's uh, uh, something that I just wanted to point out. I, I didn't know that it was based, that the book came, like, it had anything to do with the, that book. That's, I did not either, and I want to read the book now. Yeah, that's that seems really interesting. I'm going to have to find the book. Mm-hmm. I'll have to find Well, the same, thing, the same thing happened when I watched Halva's Moving Castle. I didn't know it was a series. <gasps> And now I'm like, I want to read the series. So good. There's actually a, a live action, a Japanese live action movie, mm-hmm. Girl Who Left Through Time. It's on, it was on Netflix. It was on Netflix. It yeah, was, it was on Netflix. Like Time Traveler? No, it, was, it like was still Girl Who Left Through Time. Yeah, but it, I thought it was like Time Traveler, The Girl Who Left Through Time. Maybe. Some, something Maybe along so. those lines. Yeah, because I remember going, ooh, 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 because I remember watching the animated Film, so I was like, oh, I'll watch this. And then I never got around to and I feel terrible. So what did you guys think of the animation? Beautiful. I've already talked Absolutely about it beautiful. Bit. I love it. It's it's fantastic. Again, I love the, the flow of the animation. Style. And uh, it's like everything's like too fast. And it's like it's very, very sim- simple and basic. And like I said, slightly desaturated colors and... Just yeah, it's it's very pretty, and again, it's it's 
host, uh, hosted a style. So you get like, I, and I just love the way that all of his characters have like a resemblance to each other. Yeah. Not not as much as like Ghibli, where it's like, oh, this character is basically this other character. Yeah, where you have like a style and then like slightly changed change for faces. each. But like, but with his stuff, you can tell like they all live in like they can all be part of the same world, right? Whereas, I mean, it's like stuff with like you wouldn't really say like somebody from Ponyo would be in Mononoke, right? Because like it's two different, completely different styles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But but with this, like any of these characters could have been in like anyone in the Girl Who Lived Through Time totally could be in Summer Summer Wars, Wars. who could be in Boy and the Beast. Yeah. Because, like, everybody has the same uh, aesthetic, Mm -hmm. but... Same school uniforms, kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I mentioned it before. I just love how the bodies move. Like, how, like, in the scene where Yuri is helping the guy who's just gotten sprayed by the school bullies, and he sees Makoto off in the crowd, and he moves around Yuri... And the way he, like, smile, like, just the way his body yeah. moves in that scene. I was just like, wow. That's, like, I'm not an animator by any stretch of the imagination, but just the way his body moves in that one scene mm-hmm. really, like, struck me. Like, how it flows. It's just, the movement is just so smooth. Yeah. So smooth. I just love it. Yeah, it's, I, I really like this film. Yeah. Like, if I was going to put this up there with my uh, hosted of films, mm-hmm. it's not a, the, to me, Summer Wars is still like peak. the peak. Yeah. But Boy and the Beast is right up there. But I want to, like, this would be just because of the fight scenes in Boy and the Beast. The fight scenes in Boy and the Beast are phenomenal. But story wise, I like this story better than Boy and the Beast. But the animation, the action, Boy and the Beast, you know, kind of tops this one. So they're kind of like on the same level, but just for different reasons. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I think they would both like be up there. In they're all different spot. themes. Exactly. Like each one has really interesting, like strong points. Like the artistic rendering of all the avatars in Summer Wars. I just mm-hmm. love, and you know me, I like color saturation. So Summer Wars is just like eye candy for me. Yeah. And, but I, it's just... There's something about, because sometimes I complain about, like, the pacing of Girl Who Left Through Time, because, you know, there is those, those stretches of normalcy, I suppose, in between, like, her, her perceived jumps. And for me, I just feel like that is really just part of the theme of the story that they're trying to tell. So uh, I just love the storytelling in this one. I just think that it's just such a well-crafted story and so ex- well executed that I think that if they had changed anything, it would have ruined it a little bit. Like shortened up those long sequences where nothing really happens, mm-hmm. it would have messed up mm-hmm. the overall feel of the film. Yeah, there were like, a lot of scenes that took its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but they all had a payoff at the end. Exactly. exactly so if they yes. changed any of that, it yeah. would have ruined the payoff. Like, yeah, to me, like, I, I wasn't, like, sitting there, like, looking, like, I wonder how much time this movie has left. Right. Until we got, like, to the end. And you're like, oh, my and gosh. I, like, I wonder how much time this There's movie has left. There's not enough time for this yeah. all to be resolved. Like, remember the scene when she is, like, uh, um, running... Chiaki and it took like a full minute just like (laughs) oh I love how that is framed I love how that shot is framed about how you can tell when she gets winded and so she moves out of frame and then you can tell where she starts pushing herself and then she starts going out on the other side of the frame I was like I was watching that I go I love how that animation is set up you're like you're in that moment of desperation with her and instead of just moving like you see her running down the street or this it's continually she's in the middle of that shot you feel her desperation as that frame moves just, i want to be able to tell a story like that you know just so well done 
sometimes I hate people like those. <laughs> so she's like, I love this, but I hate it. <laughs> what did you guys think about the music? Oh my gosh, I love the music. Like, I still have those two insert songs on my iPod, and I, I just love it when they start playing. It's, it's so beautiful, and I, I love the piano music. Yeah, that piano music is, like, top-notch. Yeah. The music just around the school and, like, those shots where, like, they're playing volleyball. I love how you can always tell. I love an anime. It's like you can tell they're out of school because you will always hear the sound of a baseball hitting an aluminum bat. Yeah. That, I, that is in every anime. When I love like, it, though. And it's usually, like, after school. Yeah. When they're like, is it after school time? Yes, it is. Okay, it's time for after school. <laughs> It's just so many, like, I loved, uh, like, in the moments of the scene where Chiaki's basically saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the, the music, music and, the, and, and yeah. just how, like, it just go, grows silent. And then there's a crescendo. Like, oh, of my God. Noise. And that was when I yeah. my a lot of tears started coming down my face. I, I, I do like what they do, because like, they do it's a lot of good stuff with this film, like, especially when Chucky first says goodbye, like when he's in the crosswalk. Yeah. Um, and then, like, whenever time starts again, music just abruptly stops. Yeah. And then it's just all of the sound of everything around mm-hmm. uh, Makoto. I love that. Yeah. That's one of my favorite, like, I one of my favorite parts, like, mu- music-wise in this, in this movie, because I'm just like... You get all this, all this, all this, everything is happening. And then like, boom, cars, people talking, you know, walking by. Yeah. And then she just breaks down. Yeah. You know what? In that very scene, uh, did you guys uh, notice that like there were the the two people that were on that bike past? Yeah. Like after uh, Chiaki left, it's like it like kind of like just flashback to that scene when he like first like asked her out. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, my gosh. And she, like, watches them ride by, and, like, in her body, again, her body posture, you can totally... Yeah, you, she kind of slumps a She kind of slumps a little bit more, and you can see that's hitting her, that he's gone. And that she's not going to get to have that. Yeah, it's really tough. Yeah. Man, that single life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to mention her sister. I love her sister. Oh, when, like, yeah. She, she eats the pudding, and then she thinks her sister, like, she's going to, like, die. She's like, don't go! Do you want me to come with you? He's like, no, it's okay. When the alarm goes off and her sister's just standing by the bed fully dressed. Like, get up. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, why didn't you wake me? I thought you were going to just wake up earlier. It's so bad. I've never had a smaller sister, but is is that a thing that happens? Yes, that is a thing that happens. As an older sister to two younger si- siblings, yes. No, but I'm, I'm the usually the one standing by the <laughs> Same, bed. Yeah, I'm usually you didn't have to deal with that. I'm usually actually the one like, why are you still in bed? And... <laughs> so you're the younger sister. I am. Do you ten... eat their puddings. I eat their pasta that sometimes they live in the fridge <laughs> too long. Yep, that's what I thought. <laughs> I love I um, love Japanese pudding. So delicious. It tastes like flan. Like, oh, oh my gosh! No, like I a custard, like that. oh, and the syrup in it. Oh, it's so delicious. <laughs> I'm already hungry. Oh man, cravings. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so I guess let's go ahead. Anybody have any more thoughts on this? I need to buy it so I can watch it again because I feel slightly bad with how I watched it. So I need to buy it so I can. Oh, you technically watched it. Well, it was on YouTube. It was on YouTube. But that's also because I went to three different locations to buy it and could not find it. So, last resort measures. It is now in my Amazon shopping cart to buy <laughs> because rewatching it, it's like, it's like, yes, I need to have this movie. Nice. I mean, this is, I mean, it's still forever my favorite Mamoru Hosoda film and, and just anime movie it's always been my favorite for you know, 10 years and i i still cry over it i i still love it this is one that age has aged well yeah. because mm-hmm. there's that mid 2000s where you can know it's like oh yeah this is a this is an old anime this is old anime early mid 2000s it has those feels 
this does not have that feel whatsoever. This film has a feel that it could have just come out in like the last year. Yeah, it's it's definitely, and, and that's the thing with uh, with his films. They age like, they so age, well. Like it's it's because they're they're so stylized. Yes, it's they they will they will age phenomenally. Even Summer Wars, like oh yeah, like the uh, like the CG aspects in that. They still look really good because like they'll do CG, but then they'll still blend it with that same animation style. Yeah. So yeah. you'll have the CG that will blend. Um, same thing with Boy and the Beast. Like Boy and the Beast has been out now for f almost five years. Yeah. And it still looks phenomenal. So I yeah, like, just like his stuff. Like honestly, it will be timeless. Yeah. Like it will stand the test of time for a long time. Yeah, because I was like, how old is this timeless. movie? And then I went and looked it up, and I was like, oh my. Oh my word! It was back in two thousand eight when I watched this oh, yeah, for the first time. Like, <laughs> oh man. Okay, so let's go ahead and go down and rate this movie. Okay. So Hannah. So uh, Ashley, I I don't think we've uh, you've been on our rating system yet. So we do a rating of one to five, but you your rating system is based off of like an object. Like I'm Dipper Pines, so like one to five Dipper Pines, like five being the best. Hannah, what are you? I'm moon wands. You're moon wands because sailor, sailor you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so sailor think, think of one that you want to do for yours. Well, how about you Wait, go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll go and yeah. then she can have Say, a moment to think. Like your, your rating system. Yeah. Like I give this five pascals. Gosh. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. Um... <laughs> Well, how about you go and I'll go. And yeah. Now you're making me want to do a tangled reference. You don't have to do a tangled reference. You can think of whatever you want. Whatever you want. I'm going to give this movie a solid... Uh, it's, I feel like I give it four. Uh -huh. It's not good enough. Because but I don't have any problems with it. So I'm going to give it five Dipper Pines. I knew you would go because, with five. Because like, thinking about it, it's like, there's not a part of this movie... Where what I, that I don't like, right? And like I think it, other than the end, I do like I am a sucker for the romance. So if they would have gotten together, it would have been icing on the cake. That'd been a six. Oh, that'd be an eleven out of ten. Oh yeah, it would have gone straight to eleven. We would have gone Spinal Tap on this. But yeah, I mean, the, if if a movie makes me want to watch it again, like yeah. right after I watch it, that's always a great film. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it five different pints. All right, I'm going to give it four out of five Moon Wands. Only because I know that there's a reason why the pace is slow in parts of the film. It's just slow in parts of the film for me. Okay. I know that there's a reason for it. In the whole structure of the film and the structure of the story, I know there's a reason and a purpose for the slowness of the pace in certain parts. I still, like, it still bothered me little bit so that's why i give it like a four out of five okay what about you ashley uh i'm still trying to think of a good <laughs> name like it took either... me a while to think of you something can do stars for right now if you want to give it no a i'll do this okay um sorry to go with narwhal blasts is that is that <laughs> One? Narwhal Blast is good. Yeah. Okay. Well, because I'm, I mean, I've known this Hannah, film for Narwhal a long, long time, and I'm completely, completely biased with this movie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. It's still my favorite movie. I give it five Narwhal Blasts. Awesome. I mean, okay. So there are, you know, there are, you know, some flaws in this movie. There's some a lot of right. things that are not clearly explained, um, but just this movie still makes me cry like really deep in my heart so uh, five Norwell blasts nice all right so this is, I, I think I think that we did a good job covering this what about you guys I think yes. so yes we uh we we gave our positives we gave mm -hmm. our negatives we gave our ratings so yeah I think uh I think we're ready to lay this puppy to bread the to bread <laughs> let's lay it to bread We'll First you messed sandwich. up the beginning and now the ending is like, okay. It's <laughs> oh, so bad. It is happening. All right. So, so Ashley, where can everybody find you? 
Uh, let's see. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Plusetonvu. And uh, you can also check out my website, AshleySailor.com. Awesome. And Hannah? You guys can always find me on Instagram at AsillyRed. And I'm not that active on Twitter, but at SillyRed is also my handle there. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast. On Twitter at Animate Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Tumblr at Animation Station Podcast. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and on our website, AnimationStationPodcast.com. Be sure and like us and subscribe. Leave us a comment on iTunes because that's how we move up the ranks so that other people can hear our wonderful Dosset tones. Yes. And maybe we'll go through puberty on the next episode. Who maybe. knows? Maybe one day. <laughs> and uh and remember guys we are in anime so stay tuned for friday's episode that is going to be episode 97 may 18th where we sit down where i sit down with uh voice actor megan shipman and we talk about all kinds of greatness she's fantastic i'm so excited oh, she does <laughs> so so for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Josh. I'm Hannah. And I'm Ashley. Bye-bye, little butterfly. Chogiwa. You didn't tell Ashley to come up with a sign-off. You told her. God to darn. <laughs> well, oh, looks like I'll... we're going to have to do it again. So for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Josh. I'm Hannah. And I'm Ashley. Bye-bye, little butterfly. Chogiwa. <laughs> Come up with something for next time. Yeah, I'll, I'll think of something. <laughs> hello and welcome. That was a bad one. <laughs> like, hello, everybody. I'm going to puberty. <laughs> oh, you try that Hi, again. You're pretty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take two. Hello and nope. See it's that again. It's like hello. <laughs> Pretty lady. I don't know why I'm doing hello and welcome. <laughs> hello and welcome to the animation station. Hi everybody, it's the animation station. Josh is just a wee bit under the weather. Golly. Can you can you do me a favor? There's See? some um there's some testosterone in the fridge. Will you get that for me? I'll just, <laughs> take, just, like, take a shot real quick. Help yourself out just My a little gosh. bit. Welcome everybody to the animation. Se- there we go, big boy voice. And then I stopped. continue on going. Continue. Just, no, just keep going. So happy. I was just so keep, happy. Just keep going. Welcome everybody to the Animation Station podcast, episode ninety-six. My name is Josh. I'm Hannah. And today we're joined again by. Oh yeah, that kind of cut you off there. <laughs> we're doing fantastic, guys. This it's is- like it's like we've done this for years. <laughs> Threw off my intro. I know. I don't know why I did. I just—it's one of those. I am Ashley, guys. Hello. <laughs> See, you don't sound like you're going through puberty. <laughs> there we go. Now we we hit the puberty mark. <laughs> Yay! I did that okay. Oh yeah, you came out. Oh no, we all oh, came out. You moved and you destroyed all the stuff. We are on a roll. There we go. <sighs> Oh, we're back? We're Do back. You want to get a little bit closer? Maybe. So Maybe oh I gosh. should. Let me scoot. We're a professional podcast. We've done this 96 <laughs> times. No, I love actually, this. I love this. Actually, you know what? We've done this. Um, this is actually episode 114 because of all the interviews in the cartoon cafes. <sighs> That's right. So we've done this 114 and times. And then not to forget the couple of boarded ones that we did before you ever oh, actually yeah. started airing those, those episodes. Those bad. Speaking of bad, welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, episode 96. I'm Josh. I'm Hannah. I'm Ashley. And today we're going to be talking about the Studio Ghibli classic, The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. But first... How's everybody Studio doing? Ghibli. What? Um, it's not... Oh, it's not Studio Ghibli. Yeah, yeah, not stu- I was it's Maru <laughs> Soda, Josh. It, yeah. Uh, 
No, I'm not gonna cut it. <laughs> we just keep it in there. I'll just sound like an idiot. Um, so, how's everybody doing? Doing real well. How are you? I am. How you doing, Ashley? Not so good. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, so yeah, the the audience won't know about all the trials and tribulations that we started this episode. Some of us went through puberty, and it was great. <laughs> oh gosh, this is just gonna this is gonna be fun. Oh yeah, get ready for an unhinged episode. <laughs> okay, so first off, let's let's go uh, talk about the news. Sure. So there was a lot of news that came out, and we didn't get to do a news segment last week because we had our um, Star vs. the Forces of Evil episode. Right. So, no, you know, no anything last week, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. But, uh, news-wise, we have... Actually, you know what? What? We don't have news. because this Are is you on prepared the mic. for this at all? I am not. I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't know anything. I thought it was a Studio Ghibli film. <laughs> all right, I quit. All right, bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did... Because I, for, I forgot My Neighbor Totoro comes out. We're recording My Neighbor Totoro tomorrow, so the news will be on the My Neighbor Totoro uh, episode. I forgot what day this comes out. Let's just start fresh. Oh, my gosh. I quit. I'm out of here. Josh Bye. is walking <laughs> away. He's taking off the headphones. He's getting a drink of water. And uh, I think he's going to go run around the block to see if he can clear his head. And he'll be back. It'll be okay, Josh. It uh, will be we should, okay. We should do some actual not be stupid people. <laughs> oh, okay, God. so. What an idiot. Good luck. Let's start over. 